Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have comments from the winner of the Farm Innovation Contest during Manitoba's Ag Days this month. A Saskatoon-based company has unveiled a new computerized bin monitor. We talked to the Farm Research Coordinator at Parkland College in Yorkton about a new $60,000 grant from the Western Grains Research Foundation. SAS Polytechnic launches a new farm mental health initiative to help set up a farm mental health support program. And Saskatchewan Trade and Export Partnership hosts a series of webinars and an online trade show to promote Saskatchewan-made products, many farm products. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. A Saskatoon-based company has been named the best innovation product at the virtual Manitoba Ag Days Innovation Contest this month. It's called the Bin Stick and comes from Adaptive Agriculture Solutions. The innovation wins $17,000 in cash and advertising credits. Owner Steve Rogashevsky says winning the innovation competition is important for his company. Oh my God, we're so humbled. Um, the competition uh, that we went up against was really top-notch. So we're very humbled that we were the winners of the egg category and obviously the grand prize winner from Manitoba Egg Days in in Brandon, Manitoba. Rogashevsky explains his grain bin monitor innovation. Basically, BinStick is a complement to our BinDAP Plus and Pro system. We have a smart thermostat that controls a supplemental heater that connects to your grain bin. Um, we put a, a plenum sensor between the fan and the bin, um, hook up a construction heater with flex tube adapter plates and the bin stick is a segmented stick with a bunch of sensors in it that you you install from the top of the bin down with a an easy turn handle and then you unclick the handle and you add another segment connect the wires and push sensors into a full or partially full grain bin and basically it completes that uh, grain drying feedback loop that we created um, and then you can use the bin move the bin stick from bin to bin and it serves as a great tool for monitoring your grain after the grain drying is complete or tells you when your um, grain drying process is completed uh, with the rest of the smart tools that we have to, to basically turn your bin into a smart bin. 
Rogashevsky describes it as a segmented grain bin probe. That's got moisture sensors and temperature sensors in it. And what, what, what we're doing is basically calibrating that to the grain type that you choose in the bin. And then we can also read the air humidity at the top of the bin and, and show when that, when that grain drying process is complete. With the rest of the tools that we have, we also show how well your aeration fan is doing with or without supplemental heat. Rogashevsky comes from a farm near Holdfast and has a computer electronics engineering tech background. His development project comes from the wet, delayed harvest of two years ago. Our solution is cost-effective for less than $6,000. We can set up an entire bin um, with all of our technology, including the heater, supplemental heater, and everything that goes along with it. So it's quite an affordable option. And um, like I said, we helped a lot of families during a very stressful harvest a couple of years ago. And um, now we've sort of reapplied that technology and made it better and better and more efficient. Rogashevsky says the bin stick is a new innovation for the Manitoba Ag Days contest. We've got a bunch of units in the field in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and actually Ontario and Quebec. Um, and we're drying, we tested it to drying oats, corn, soybeans, and, and some wheat guys. So it is a new product, and obviously this time of year there's not a lot of grain drying that's maybe going on. But we have several hundred of the heaters and the rest of the systems out in the field across Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and down to the U.S. as well. Rogoshevsky says his small company will continue to work on improving the technology. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The Yorkton Research Farm is getting a $60,000 boost from the Western Grains Research Foundation. Research coordinator Mike Hall says the funds will be used for equipment to help increase research projects. First start by saying that a research farm here in Yorkton, we're lucky that uh, it's a collaborative effort between the East Central Research Foundation and Parkland College. And we were able to use some money that ECRF had received through Morris Savolsky Fund to leverage money through Western Grains. And uh, so that that money that uh, from those two funding sources, the Western Grains and Morris Savolsky, will go towards purchasing items such as a three-quarter ton truck, um, which, of course, we need for pulling trailers and going to get water for the sprayer and a and, and whole bunch of other things. But a new item for us will be uh, a way wagon, and uh, that's new for us in that uh, we haven't done a lot of on-farm work, and uh, so we're mostly our plot research work, you know, and it's done right at our research farm. But sometimes we get into situations where, you know, we'd like to go off-site, address a specific problem, or in some cases, there's research projects where, you know, a, a field-scale approach is better. You know, like something like uh, flea beetles, for example. You know, small plots don't lend themselves real well to that kind of research because flea beetles, well, they, they move. They don't stay still. So they can move from plot to plot when things are, are small and that sort of messes up the data. So we also are getting a, a dump trailer. And we need that for cleaning off some plots, silage plots, for example, um, you know, or if we want to take off some barley to plant some winter wheat, for example. 
And there's other other things we can use it for. So we we got a dump trailer out of it and a clipper and some screens. And of course, that's for all kinds of projects. You know, cleaning the grain from all our trials. Like we have a small plot combine that goes through the center of these plots, and then after each plot, we end up with a bag of of grain that need, ultimately needs to be cleaned before it's weighed and tested. We are also through Western Grains trying to get a custom built. Uh, dryer and we have the sea can for it but uh, we're still kind of scratching our heads a little bit how to turn that into a plant dryer so this is all very helpful i understand to increase capacity what kind of capacity will you use it for well the 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 green dryer will be for you know a lot of forage type experiments um, but not even just forage experiments we've had some flax experiments where we needed some drying of, of the plant samples at harvest and this sort of thing, and we've had to send them away to other research stations. So they can be quite busy, so we can't always depend on being able to use somebody else's dryer. So, yeah, we're trying to convert a sea can into a plant dryer. We'll put metal shelving inside and have air blowing through it is the idea. Some of the other things, too, are like we want to get some custom-built bleachers as well that go on trailers. We have been in the past been putting picnic tables on trailers, and we have we have another trailer that uh, is sort of a mobile bleacher situation, but we could use some more capacity. While the last tour we had, I think we were close to 120 people, so we need uh, more capacity to move people around. Actually, the tour before last, last tour was virtual. We didn't have anybody here on the farm last year. But uh, the year before, we had quite a few people. Tell me about some of the projects planned for 2021. Well, we we tend to do um, a lot of fertility work. And, um, you know, we probably can carrying on with projects that look at trying to increase grain protein, you know, with late season applications of nitrogen and wheat. And we do a lot of stuff with test weights and oats. For example, we have grain millers right in town here, and um, so we're we're interested in trying to manage test weights, you know, with fertility, so that we don't mess up acceptance for milling because your test weights have fallen too low. And uh, we've certainly found some interesting things there in the past, and I'm sure we'll continue on with with that kind of work. There's also, you know, it's not just the test weight uh, aspect. You know, we're kind of curious about what we could do in oats to increase protein as well now. You know, oats aren't paid on a protein basis right now, but the end user is certainly interested in, in sourcing product that's high in protein. So things can change in the future. And, you know, we, we do disease work and, and, and novel fertility products and that sort of thing. So um, we've made a lot of applications for a lot of projects, but of course we don't know exactly what's going to be funded at this at this point. We also like to continue working on malt barley, and uh, we certainly have had some interesting results from that in the past. You know, like just writing one up here the other day, and nitrogen management for malt barley kind of depends on what barley variety you're you're growing because the the old net calf varieties, well, they're not very high yielding and you got to be a little more careful with how much nitrogen you apply to a low yielding uh, malt barley variety compared to a much higher yielding malt barley variety because you're more likely to go over protein, you know, get too high of protein in those cases. So, yeah, there's there's a whole number of things we're doing, but like I said, we don't know for sure exactly what projects are going to get funded. Mike Hall is the research coordinator with the Yorkton Research Farm at Parkland College. Thank you.
Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. I am joined right now by Doug Porter. He is Chief Economist at BMO. Doug, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, you're doing fantastic. Thanks a lot for joining us here, Doug. As you as you look at the market right now, how, how would you describe the financial health of the consumer in Canada as we try to get through COVID-19 here in January? And it's interesting, when we think back to a year ago, just before the pandemic really began to bear down, that was probably the, the single biggest concern about the Canadian economy was uh, the state of the consumer. Uh, the fact that we had record levels of of debt and uh, at that point interest rates had risen a bit over the uh, the past two years and debt growth was uh, still chugging along and when the pandemic first landed of course there was a great deal of concern that uh, because of that vulnerability of very high household debt that this is what was really going to uh, hurt the Canadian economy but as it turned out um, the the amount of government support was just so overwhelming uh, that the consumer really became a, a bit of an afterthought in, uh, you know, in the depths of the pandemic. And if anything, uh, as, as a whole, uh, consumer finances have actually somehow managed to improve over the past year. And I say somehow, uh, the reality is it's, there's really no mystery. It was just the incredible heavy amount of government spending, uh, spending and stimulus uh, that actually led to a rise in household incomes in the middle of a recession. Um, you know, it wasn't because wages and salaries went up. It was just purely uh, support payments from uh, from the government. So the savings rate went up uh, temporarily. Uh, debt stalled out. And, you know, measures that people have been watching for a decade, like debt to income, actually came down. So overall, household finances miraculously improved a little bit on balance. Now, that doesn't mean every single household was, was better off. Of course, that's not the case. Um, but as a whole, uh, households actually came out of this stronger than they went into it. So where's the concern? Well, the concern is that uh, there's only so long that uh, that government spending can continue to basically backstop uh, the, the entire economy. We do need things to reopen again at some point. Uh, we, you know, we need businesses to be able to operate in, in areas that they haven't been able to operate. Uh, we need consumers to be able to stand on their own two feet, not rely as heavily on uh, on government support. And we need the uh, the global economy and export markets to uh, to open up again. Uh, it looks like that's probably a story for much later this year, or maybe even into 2022. Um, but for the at, at at this point, you know, we still do believe that the consumer as a whole. Uh, will will hang in there fairly well this uh, this year. We think there will be uh, uh, a moderate rebound in, in consumer spending, and certainly they've shown a willingness to spend in areas where they can spend. You know, things like auto sales and um, and the housing market, of course, uh, have either completely recovered or almost fully recovered uh, back to pre-pandemic levels. So where consumers are able to spend, they 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 will spend. Is the the ability for governments to back off on stimulus is is that completely tied to the vaccine rollout being successful? We've heard a lot about the federal government talk about September, 
it's kind of that uh, key month. There has been some challenges initially here in the early parts of 2021. Is a lot of this tied to the vaccine rollout? A, a lot of it. I wouldn't say it's 100% tied to that, but clearly the, uh, the vaccine is a way that we can put this, ultimately put this crisis in the rearview mirror, hopefully. Um, you know, of course, there is the possibility, the remote possibility that, uh, you know, the virus will fade on on its own at, at some point. Uh, but that will probably take too long, um, you know, for, for comfort and, and the vaccine can uh, can help us get it, get us there much, uh, much earlier. And uh, yes, I think when uh, when the pandemic uh, recedes or the health crisis can recedes, um, government spending and stimulus will uh, will also recede. And and we'll see the those huge budget deficits begin to come down in a, in a more meaningful way when the economy can uh, can reopen and you know people are back working at their jobs and you know small businesses are earning money again then uh, then the budget deficit will will come down on on its own we believe it it won't necessarily get all the way back to where it was before uh, but really the best cure for the budget deficit is is an economic recovery and the best cure for an economic recovery is to put the pandemic into the rearview mirror this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com it's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352 1866. The extreme cold warning has ended for the Regina area. Partly cloudy sky today, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40 this afternoon, the high minus 20, the low minus 26. Wind chill minus 32 tonight, minus 40 overnight, frostbite in minutes. Wednesday, partly cloudy, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, high minus 16 tomorrow, wind chill minus 40 in the morning and minus 27 in the afternoon, frostbite in minutes, 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 18 tomorrow. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high minus 10, the low minus 14. Friday, cloudy, high minus 9, evening flurries, the low minus 11. Saturday, periods of snow with the high minus 7, the low minus 17. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 9, the low minus 14. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6. Normal high minus 10, the normal low minus 22. The sun rose at 841 this morning, it sets at 541 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at minus 8. The cold spot up north, LaRange, minus 34 degrees right now. Estevan, minus 25. Saskatoon, minus 24. Swift Current, minus 16. Weyburn, minus 25. Yorkton is minus 28. Partly cloudy in Regina, it's minus 24. That's 11 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 27. Wind chill right now, minus 38 degrees. Humidity, 73%. The barometer rising, 103.0. Sunny and Moose Jaw, minus 24. Winds are from the southeast at 21. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and minus 24. That's 11 below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Hey, everybody. It's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay and red Balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Saskatchewan Polytechnique has launched a new farm mental health initiative, the Polytechnique Research Chair for Rural Health. Michelle Pavlov says the goal is to set up a farm mental health support system after hearing from dozens of Saskatchewan farmers about what is needed for such support. So this is a patient-oriented research project, which means that uh, farmers and ranchers are really guiding our research team, and they've told us what uh, what is important to study, how we need to study it, how we need to go about it. Um, I've been plugging away on this for a few years already, uh, and so we were very fortunate to get some research dollars to make this uh, study a reality. This is designed, I understand, to set up a mental health support system for farmers, correct? Yes, that's correct. So we're in phase one right now where we are conducting interviews with farmers and ranchers across the province to really understand what they need for their mental health services. And based on the results of this, we're hoping to be informed on what would be appropriate resources, programs and interventions going forward. So you're surveying farmers. How do they, uh, how do you contact them? So uh, we do have a dedicated phone line if there's any farmers and ranchers in the province who would be interested in chatting with us for about 30 to 60 minutes they can call 639-414-FARM. They can also go to our website at saskpolytech.ca slash farm with an H at the end. So like farmer and rancher mental health. And uh, they can uh, connect with me also via email, michelle.pavloff at saskpolytech.ca. Outline a little bit the goals here for me. Well, the goals of this project are to um, develop some sort of uh, programming, um, sustainable resources or support programs that will be designed by farmers and ranchers in Saskatchewan uh, for their mental health that's uh, really uh, being culturally appropriate for their farm culture. What that looks like yet, we don't know. We're excited to find out. We do want to determine what they need for mental health supports really understand what farm culture means to them in Saskatchewan and then use what we find out in phase one to develop these supports that hopefully will be ongoing, um, very accessible and feasible. When do you hope to set up this mental health support system, like time frame wise? We're hoping to finish our data collection for phase one near the end of fall, depending on how many participants we can get and if we get enough feedback. And then we will analyze our data and consult with our patient family partners through all of this and hopefully have an idea of what we want to do in early 2022. I suspect that it's going to be a multifaceted approach with very different interventions kind of all rolled into one, but we're hoping to start uh, rolling those out ne- early next year and um, and then we'll collect some information on whether or not that these are appropriate and if we can keep them going and if so, how. So hopefully in about a year. How many farmers do you hope to survey? 
we will take as many as we can get. I know that people have very, very unique experiences. I mean, at minimum, we would love to speak to at least 50, uh, but we'll continue to collect data as long as they keep getting in touch with us. And what are going to be some of the questions? Is it going to be very probing or prying? That's a really good question. So we we're very aware as a team that this can be a very challenging thing to talk about and we certainly don't want to do any harm uh, when we're talking to people so these are this is more of a, a conversation and we're going to talk to them about their farm what kind of producer they are uh, some of their favorite or least favorite parts about being an egg producer if there's any stressors they're experiencing and if so what resources or supports do they and their families have at this time whether or not they've been effective or not effective um, talk to them about some of their suggestions for support. So whether they want to see mental health workers who make house calls or online supports, et cetera, um, and then talk to them about farm culture and what that need, means to them. We do have uh, all of our researchers who will be conducting the interviews have been trained in mental health first aid, suicide intervention, or our registered nurse. Um, so we are going to have a suicide interventionist on call for immediate support if we need, and we'll be leaving the participant with a list of available resources if they find that the interview has been upsetting or triggering. They're also welcome to call me back if they want that list of resources again, because we certainly don't want people feeling unwell after chatting with us. To participate in the farm survey, the number to call researcher Michelle Pavloff is 1-639-414-3276. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Saskatchewan Trade and Export Partnership is launching an innovative internet showcase for 250 exporters in this province this week. The virtual event is like a trade show and is designed to draw international buyers year-round and during specific live events. A live event will be featured today through Thursday to replace travel and gathering restrictions during the global pandemic. The Sask Trade Showcase live event has over 650 domestic and international buyers from 77 countries registered to be connected with 250 provincial exporters. The showcase is organized by key sectors focusing on food and agriculture, agricultural technology and equipment, energy and mining, information technology, and manufacturing and professional services. The showcase will also stream about 20 webinars to Saskatchewan products. Following changes caused by the coronavirus, Saskatchewan exporters have been involved in 59 virtual trade missions, 7 virtual trade shows, and 4 virtual trade conferences. This month's showcase is designed to help Saskatchewan companies achieve export success. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. By Terra prices, we're showing some upward movement in early trading. Canola rose $15 at $645.47. Number one red spring wheat gained $437 at $270.90. The rest unchanged. Durham, $299.46. Feed barley, $234.70. Flax, $729.37. Lentils, $602.50. Oats, $229.53. Yellow peas, $359.89. Feed wheat, $183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat, March futures, up 12 and a quarter cents at six thirty-eight and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 26th. We sold over 31.50 last week. Cows have been holding steady and bulls have picked up a few cents. D1 and D2 cows sold from 66 cents to 72 cents. D3 cows sold from 59 cents to 65 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from 99 cents to $1.09. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale last Monday. 300 to four, 400 to 450 pound steers averaged two dollars and fifteen cents and sold up to two dollars and forty seven cents. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and twenty cents and sold up to two dollars and forty seven cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and seventeen cents and sold up to two dollars and thirty one cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and nine cents and sold up to two dollars and nineteen cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety seven and sold up to $2.19. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.88 and sold up to $1.99. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.87. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.71 and sold up to $1.76. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.65 and sold up to $1.70. Heifers were about 25 to 35 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie day reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices, one fifty-four fifty-two per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report. The SAS Party government has outlined support for three new projects to reduce methane emissions, increase gas processing capacity, and create jobs. The projects qualify for the Petroleum Innovation Incentive and the Oil and Gas Processing Incentive. High Rock Resources, along with joint venture partner Kindersley-based Verdera Energy, is conditionally approved for $1.5 million in a new flare gas to power project, the first of its kind in Saskatchewan. The project at High Rock's Menard oil battery will repurpose a jet engine turbine and turn flare gas into power for on-site use. It's expected to be operational in winter 2021. Steel Reef is conditionally approved for a project to expand gas processing facilities, which has already created 50 local construction jobs. The investment will enable oil and gas producers to capture and sell methane gas that's brought to the surface as a byproduct of oil production. 
Ridgeback Resources is also conditionally approved for construction of a new $12 million gas fractionation plant near the community of Innes near Weyburn. The project is under construction and will process methane gas to remove natural gas liquids and separate the liquids into products like propane and butane for sale in the province. The facility enables oil producers to move away from flaring and venting oil wells. Combined, these three projects are expected to reduce methane emissions by 251,000 tons of carbon dioxide per year, equal to the emissions from 28,000 homes for a year. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading amid broad-based losses led by the energy and metals and mining sectors, while the loony edged higher. The TSX Composite Index was down 83 points at 17,822. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 8 points at 30,968. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.69 cents U.S., compared with 78.51 cents Monday. The March crude oil contract was down 26 cents at 52.51 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70 Quantuck Ranch, the place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253, anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.